Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greetings, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are. So as most of you know, I'm in recovery from my surgery. I didn't just go back to the ashes. I'm now buried in the ashes. (laughs) I've got to get rested up and recover. I wanted to personally thank each and every one of you for your kind comments and all the prayers and all the love that you all have shown me. I appreciate it. It's going to drive me stir crazy not being in the studio to bring you more videos and vocal melatonin that you want. But I'm bringing you tonight's video with two more next week. There will be a break on the stories just so I can recover. And just as soon as I'm well enough, I'll be right back here and I'll bombard you with videos. Trust me, there's more to come. With that being said, just remember there will be radio silence. So if I don't get back to you, I am so sorry. I'm just recovering and I will get back to your comments just as soon as I can. If you like what you are hearing down in the description box below, you can buy me a coffee. It helps me and the channel out, and I appreciate your generosity. Now, it is time to go back to ashes. For when we arise from the ashes, we are a bigger, better, brighter, and happier person in the morning. Sit back, relax, kick back, grab a snack, or tuck in and get warm, and enjoy this dose of vocal melatonin entitled True Paranormal Encounters. It just happened not long ago when I took my daughter upstairs for her afternoon nap. Sometimes I stay with her in bed because I'm pregnant and tired. She fell asleep after a while and that's when I heard something from downstairs. Like a door getting shut and like someone is moving around. That's when I locked the bedroom door, just in case. Nothing else happened, so I just blamed the noises on my tired brain, and I fell asleep. My alarm went off an hour later, and I decided to spend some more minutes in bed, browsing my phone to enjoy some me time, if you will. That's when I heard it very heavy footsteps coming closer from down to upstairs. So heavy that I could feel a vibration from them. 
I was 100% sure that there is someone in our house and thanked myself for locking the door. Now, you can't enter the upstairs of our house without opening the baby gate. So, I waited for this specific noise as I heard the footsteps coming closer. But, nothing happened. Silence again. No turning around and walking downstairs or something. As I laid in bed, wondering what the F to do now, I noticed my daughter is awake now too. Not from the alarm, but from those weird footstep noises, as alert as I am. So, I'm not imagining things. I heard things now for a couple of days. Ever since we renovated our daughter's room, but not as real and frightening as today, and always in her room. She's not sleeping there yet. I wonder if there is a connection. I don't know what to do about this. I don't know if there's an entity connected or attached to my daughter, or or if there's something paranormal going on in my house. This is a true story that I did not directly experience. Let me explain. I was younger during the time I visited Columbia in 2004 with my older brother in the summer. We were visiting some family. We were really free in the fact that we would go outside and play with the neighborhood kids and come back in the evening to eat dinner. In this neighborhood, there was a river behind these apartments and there was always the saying that it was haunted by La Dalona, which is a Hispanic urban legend about this woman who drowned her kids and would cry in agony at night, mourning for her kids in regret. Now, this story is not about that, not at all. Maybe something even more terrifying, and I'm glad I wasn't the one to see it with my own two eyes. Anyways, it was bright daylight, and my friend Santiago, my brother, and I went to walk around the river. Being the kids we were at the time, it was fair to see that we were slightly spooked about the urban legend, but it was okay since it wasn't the dead of night. After about five minutes of just minding our own business and throwing rocks at the nearby trees by the river, some shit went down. I just remembered turning around and seeing the face of my friend Santiago in utter shock. Both my brother and friend screamed. What the hell is that? Do you see that? I was too scared to turn to see what the hell was going on 
because the next thing I knew, Santiago and my brother were ahead of me, and I did not want to be left behind. After getting to the street and escaping God knows what, I quickly asked them what happened. The two looked at each other and said they saw this demonic creature hanging on the tree smiling at them. They both confirmed the same description, and luckily for me, my eyes didn't lay on it. I can't believe they saw the freaking devil. I thought, but then I realized that they must be trying to scare me. I went with the flow as they were still scared about what they saw. I believe in what they described, because now that I'm 26 and my brother is 30, I would ask him every blue moon if what he experienced wasn't a damn joke. At first, he was pretty hesitant to even confirm nor deny what the hell he saw. But as time passed, he realized that it was the real deal. It is safe to say we haven't been back to Columbia since. I would like to start off by saying I am not religious and also a skeptic. This strange phenomenon has haunted me for so long. I've been scared to speak out as every time I have, I was never taken seriously. Even when I was trying to figure it out without a paranormal lens. Which is understandable, I guess. This story begins when I was younger. Me and my family went to Porto Prince, Haiti, for vacation. At the time, I had no belief in the paranormal or supernatural. The first night, I went to sleep and woke up late at night to the sound of a very loud scream that sounded like a female in pain. I thought it was my mom. But then it continued. More and more screams from different people. I could clearly pick out the characteristics, such as the gender, an estimation of the age, and an estimation of the pain. I also heard distorted laughter and gates opening and closing. Some of the houses had gates. Some of the screams came from strange locations. For example, I heard some come from upwards on the ceiling or in the sky. This continued all night, all the way up until the morning around 6 a.m. I heard what sounded like a truck horn multiple times, followed by screams. And then, it all stopped, like nothing ever happened. 
This continued the entire two weeks that I was there. Some days with less screams and some days with more. Everyone else I was there with claimed to experience these things. Young adults and old adults and other people my age. And it was normal to them because they have been there for so long. Even while typing this, I feel like a crazy person, but I know what I heard. I hope to be able to go back someday and seriously... Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Investigate this through the lens of science. This has been something that people have talked about locally in Haiti for a long time and have real investigatable evidence. They are even able to predict some key characteristics of this phenomenon. I will leave research up to you if you want to know more from the locals. Has anyone experienced something similar while in Haiti? More specifically yet, I would love to know your answers or what you think I could have possibly heard. Hello everyone. I live in Germany now. But the report took place in southern Brazil in the state of Palana in 2001. A brief summary of how I ended up in this situation. In 2020, I had discovered cancer, so I had surgery, chemo, and etc. for a few months. I finished treatment already in 2021. I was in the bath and felt something strange. The surgery site had ruptured after five months and was oozing pus and blood. I was despaired. My father has a quarry with an open mine of about 120 meters in diameter and 20 meters deep. It is a place far from the city, roughly eight kilometers, in the middle of the woods and with some family farms nearby. Well, I love the place 
and decided to go there to think about what to do. I was afraid to restart the treatments. Afraid that maybe the cancer had come back with a vengeance. There is the place where the crushing plant used to be. Exactly where the trucks unloaded to the grinder. To take advantage of the force of gravity. It is located on the slope of a ravine about 30-40 meters high. With an incredible view of the horizon. I parked my truck there and lay on top of it and watched the shooting stars. I don't know exactly how many hours later, but it should have been something like midnight. I hear footsteps slowly coming towards me. I was armed with a pistol, but I left it inside, and I was in the back of the truck. All I had was a piece of wood lying there. At that time, I was scared of it being a criminal as we had problems with thieves stealing machine parts. But the sound came right from the side of the cliff, and it's impossible for anyone to walk up. I even went back to check it later. My second thought was that it was a jaguar, and because I had been lying down for a long time, whether it was a jaguar or a criminal... He or it might have thought that I had fallen asleep. As the steps got closer, I deduced that he was already on my side. I looked without moving my head, and I didn't see anything that was the height of a person. So, I jumped with the piece of wood and screamed, because it had to be an animal. Then... I saw something. I've never seen anything like it before. I get goosebumps just writing about this. A human figure, completely dark brown. It had no eyes, no mouth, no ears. It looked like thick smoke. It walked very clumsily, as if twisting. When I jumped, He still hadn't finished climbing. I froze. He finished the climb. It passed by my side, about a meter. I was on top of the pickup, and I deduced that it was more or less for my height of 1.90 meters. When I jumped up and screamed, he did absolutely nothing. Passed by me, and followed the opposite path I took to get there. It left the road and entered the forest. With that, I took the gun from inside the car. He walked for a while and came out again in the clear and started coming back towards me. The night was very clear with an almost full moon. When he got to a safe distance as he came towards me, I started shooting. I shot ten times. I remembered that I still had twelve rounds, because when I arrived, I had fired a few shots. 
I landed all the shots as it approached. It didn't do anything. It didn't seem to hit anything. At that distance, I never missed. But he stopped, went back to the bush. The rest of the night, he walked in a semicircle about 50 meters from me, into the woods, out on the clear and into the woods on the other side. When dawn began, he entered the forest, and I could hear the footsteps in the distance. This place I grew up. I know every inch of it. I'm 32 years old. My childhood and youth were spent walking around, going into that forest. I'd never seen anything like it. When I asked my father, he just said that it wasn't good to go there alone at night because there's something strange. He came the other day early because they were looking for me because I had left without warning and left my cell phone at home and he figured I would be there. Has anyone heard of something or encountered something similar to this brown creature? I wanted to share an incident that happened to me and my brother back in the summer of 2000 when we were younger some context. At the time, my uncle was a major in the armed forces and was posted with this family to a small town in southern Pakistan called Pano Akil. As we were in the middle of the summer break, me and my family were invited to stay at my uncle's place for a week. A long overdue chance to catch up with my cousins and spent some good old-fashioned family time together. Just to describe the general layout of the house in a better way, army-allocated houses are slightly unorthodox. They comprise of a small two-bedroom home surrounded by large grounds on the front and back. The ground in the front was where all of us would play football or just generally hang out, and the ground in the back had a moderately sized pumpkin patch, a laundry unit, the kennels where the two dogs were kept, and more interestingly, a small enclosure with a gate on it, which was locked with a large padlock. Curious about the enclosure, and having tried, and of course failed, to unlock it, me and my brother asked my uncle about what was inside, to which he politely told us that it was not important, and under no circumstances should we try and get inside it, or fool around with the lock. Now, dear listener... Do you think we abided by his instructions? <laughs> Obviously not. Me and my brother wrote 
and our cousins to try and get that lock open. But the damn thing wouldn't budge. On top of that, there wasn't any crawl space or any crevice above the gate that I could climb on top of to get inside. It was like a sealed box in a sense. Making matters worse, we kicked the gate, hit the lock with whatever we could find. Nothing. By the end, we were sweaty and tired and just headed inside before sunset. Here is the incident. Remember when I said we went for this trip in the summer? The house had only one air conditioner, and my grandparents slept in that room. It was unbearably humid indoors. So, all of us decided to sleep in the front lawn outside, on traditional jute beds called manjis. This is pretty common, especially back in the day when air conditioners were not common in middle-class households. Me and my brother shared one manji with our two cousins, completely oblivious as to what was about to happen to us. I remember this as if it was yesterday. I was abruptly woke up to see everyone asleep around me, and at the foot of the bed was this massive, shadowy silhouette standing there, looking straight at me. There were no features to this being, no face, no mouth, and just an intense darkness where the eyes would have been. It was probably eight or nine feet tall. It towered over us. It didn't move. It didn't make a sound. It was just watching me. I remember being completely paralyzed. For at least two minutes, I just lay there looking at this thing. I felt this warm dampness spreading down my leg. I wet my pants. I mustered some courage to try and wake my brother up, poked and prodded him until he jolted awake, cursing under his breath, looked at that being and just shouted, Amma, Amma, which means mom, mom, waking up the whole family. This thing, in just a flash, bolted towards the back of the house, but not as if it was running away. All we could see was a long shadow, visible enough in the dim moonlight and the little bit of lighting outdoors, just flying off. My dad and uncle ran to the back of the house chasing this thing. The rest of the family eventually followed, and what we saw blew our minds. The door to that enclosure the one we had been trying to open all day, was wide open. The padlock was on the ground, and inside was an unmarked grave. 
What followed was a thorough verbal bashing from my dad and uncle, who explained that the grave was that of a local elder, and the locals requested to keep it locked at all costs, as there was a dwelling of djinns that was present to guard the grave. Our goofing around disturbed the entity and resulted in this paranormal occurrence. On a side note, I'm not particularly religious, never have been, but this incident has always shaken me up because I have never been able to rationalize it. To this day, I will never approach a grave again. Here's some context behind my story. My partner, a 20-year-old female, and I, a 23-year-old male, just started renting and moved into a house together. The first week was amazing. General moving and packing and sorting, all of the fun stuff. Anyways, this property that we moved to had some very interesting previous tenants. Long story short, they left the place in a hurry and in an absolute mess. So much so that the house had to get fully refurbished with new carpet, furniture, and paint. A little about us. My partner and I do believe in spirits and paranormal and everything in between. However, we are not religious. We believe in things due to many creepy experiences in the past. Here is the problem. So, after our first week, we have started to notice small things that have been getting worse and worse over time. It started with simple objects moving and seeing things out of the corner of our eyes. It all got worse last week when my partner had a sleep paralysis event for the second time in her whole life. This event featured a cat jumping on top of her and holding her down where she could only slightly move her hands. While this was all taking place, there were two young girls laying in the bed next to her. These two figures had no eyes in their sockets and were smiling very creepily. After a couple of minutes, she shot up and everything was gone, but the memory and feeling was still right there. Along with that eerie event, it feels like we are always being watched. We see a person standing behind corners, staring at us. This person is now known to just stand in doorways and stare. I walked into the house and heard my partner talking to someone when I walked around the corner and asked who she was speaking to. She turned white as a ghost. The whole time, she was in the study and thought I was standing outside the door. We still have no clue what or 
who was standing there that day. We have also had constant dreams about our house and something other than us living in it, moving objects, and making the place as their own. We've opted to buy some sage and burn it tonight in hopes to give us some peace of mind. But all of this just begs the question, are we just paranoid about the paranormal? Or is something generally weird going on here? Any feedback or advice is welcome. For the time being, we're going to burn the sage and go rent a motel for the night until we figure out what is haunting our home. The story I'm about to tell you is the experience that made me question it all. Let me start by saying, I come from a deeply religious family where we never spoke about the paranormal. That being said, I've had many different experiences in my life that cannot be explained. Before my husband and I moved, we were in a newer townhouse and were only the second or third tenants. There were several times I had seen different things or even experienced voices. My stepson even would tell us that his friend Charlie came to visit at night. One night, when it was just my husband and I home, we were together talking in bed. I started to hear a quiet whistle, like a song. I had asked my husband if he could hear it, but he had suggested it was just the wind. About five minutes later, we had continued our conversation, and I had a blinding pain in my head come out of nowhere. At that moment, my husband then heard the whistling. We both stopped and looked at each other, only for the whistling to stop and the sound of footsteps pounding up our hallway stairs. My husband ran outside our bedroom. There was nobody there, and my sudden headache went away. Normally, I would think it was a nightmare, but both my husband and I had heard the whistling, the footsteps, and then the pain. When my mother heard about what happened a few weeks later during a family dinner, she pulled me aside and let me know that I needed to be careful because I had always been sensitive to the other side. Needless to say, this specific experience has always stuck with me. I took a trip to stay in a cabin in the middle of the woods, high up in the mountains of the city of Ranger, Georgia, 
United States of America. This neighborhood was 30 minutes up in the mountains, away from civilization, and even the cabins were spread far apart. The front deck of the cabin was completely exposed to the woods, so I acknowledged that any animals could stroll along if they pleased. But I stayed there for about a week, and me and my boyfriend sat outside on the front deck every night, very late and at no point felt in danger. It was peaceful, with fireflies out and sounds of crickets every night. Until the fifth night. It was eerily dark, too. The moon was covered heavily. It was about midnight, and all of a sudden, I didn't feel peace like I did those other nights. The forest went completely quiet, and I felt a horrible sense of dread. I genuinely feared for my life. I sat there in my chair, looking out into the dark forest, trying to rationalize and calm myself down that it was just my mind playing tricks. But all of a sudden, my boyfriend said out loud that he too felt unsafe. I told him I felt the same and we ran inside. The cabin has three floors and we were able to climb out the window and sit on the roof because we wanted to still be outside and relax. Didn't matter how high up I was, I felt something truly evil and stayed inside. The only other time I felt something so evil or like someone was watching was when I had a few paranormal experiences at a haunted house. Georgia doesn't really get mountain lions. Maybe a bear, but it didn't feel that way at all. Oh yeah, holy crap, I just remembered something about that night. I remember hearing a blood-curdling scream, and we pulled out a flashlight. Turns out, it was a gray fox, and they make scary screaming sounds. The weird part was that the fox was running and had its ears and tail down. This was in June, and I just read that foxes scream like that when it's mating season, or if they're in danger. Their mating season is winter and spring, so that was also frightening to discover. To this day, me and my boyfriend still cannot figure out what it was we had experienced out in those damn woods. But best believe, we won't be trying to find out anytime soon. Hello everyone. I'm a 30-year-old male, and I'd like to start off by saying that I don't really believe in this type of thing. Or, at least I didn't before. 
Some people in my family always have thought the paranormal to be real and claim to have had experiences. But until recently, I've always chucked it up to be their imaginations. Odd things have happened throughout my life, but I think I've always just shrugged it off and applied some sort of logic to it. Things like, this house is just really old and makes noises. But I can't logically come up with reasons as to why certain things are happening anymore. I guess everything started around Thanksgiving of 2017. After about 25 years in the same house, my family, mom, grandparents, aunt, and I, decided to abandon the family home and move out of state. We immediately regretted the decision and quickly moved back to Georgia into an old, new three-bedroom home. I took the entire basement as a bedroom, set up a hammock, and quickly settled in. After a few nights in the new place, I stopped having dreams. It seemed like no matter how much I rest, I was just not getting enough. Apparently, this was happening to the rest of my family as well, but we never really spoke about it. A few more weeks go by, and then my mother started losing weight out of nowhere. My grandparents' health started to decline, and my aunt began shutting herself in her room. By the end of the first year, my grandma, who only went from her bed to her chair, somehow broke her back from just sitting, but had bruises all over her back. My mom had lost somewhere around 60 pounds. My aunt had pretty much went crazy, and my grandpa grew really irritable. It wasn't much longer after that that my aunt disappeared and got admitted into a, excuse my choice of words here, a nut house. Once she got out, she just refused to come back and immediately moved out. Around this time, I started having nightmares. Around October of 2019, those nightmares got so bad that I hadn't had a full night's rest in several weeks. Then, one night, each time I woke, I felt paralyzed and numb. It was like somehow all my limbs were numb and cold. Then, one night, this happened and I saw a figure. I was a nervous wreck for a few days after that. I remembered telling one of my co-workers, and they told me to sage and pray over the house. I remember looking that sort of thing up to understand the whole point of it, and I was skeptical. But I did it anyway one night while my family was out. I walked every room of the house, upstairs and down, 
I even went into the bathrooms. I burned sage and prayed for what seemed like easily an hour or two. Later that evening, my family came home and were none the wiser. However, that night was different. It was quiet, peaceful. I remember it so perfectly because I think that was the first time since we moved in that I had managed to sleep comfortably. Unfortunately, the next morning, everyone else in the house had gotten extremely sick. My grandpa and I were the only ones who weren't admitted into the hospital that day. Luckily enough, everyone recovered and things were fine for a couple of months. Then, before the pandemic went into full swing, three other family members moved into the house with us and took over the living room, my great-aunt and second cousins. With them came several dogs, who were always playful and calm. Then, for who knows why, stuff started happening again. Mom started to lose weight again. Grandma and Grandpa's health went downhill, and I started having nightmares all over again. The other three family members began to bicker and argue like I had never heard them before, and their dogs started barking at all hours of the night. This continued on for months, and the situation just kept getting worse. Everyone was growing irritable and miserable. Eventually, those extra family members moved out, and I began spending less time at the house, even though we were going through a pandemic. I met my now wife and moved out rather quickly with her. My family stayed in that house, though, and I visited on the weekends. A few months later, my mom had lost well over 140 pounds. The doctors told her that she was healthy. Also, during this time, my grandma's health had gotten so bad that she was admitted into a nursing slash physical therapy facility. She spent about three to four months there before coming home. During that time, I had gotten married, and sadly, a week later, my grandma had passed away. It was the beginning of the summer in 2021. That left just my mom and grandpa in the house. I can't really speak on if they had any weird occurrences between that time. And now, because I didn't live there anymore. They never spoke about those kinds of things, and when I visited, I never brought it up or asked questions. I didn't see the point or make any weird connections. That was until recently. Sadly, my grandpa passed in February of 2023. Since then, 
My mom has finally moved in with my sister and is taking her time getting her stuff from the house. Well, it's been about three weeks since the funeral, and as of today, I think I am terrified. I don't know what to think or do other than sit here and draw connections to strange things that have happened the last few years. Hell, that's why I'm here sharing all this information with you. Last Thursday, I was driving home from work at roughly 3.10 p.m. I was passing by the old house my mother was moving out of and I saw someone I didn't recognize from a distance. The road was maybe a football field away from the house, so it was hard to tell who it was. Once I got home, had dinner, and spent time with my family, I called my mom and asked her what she had moved out that day. Apparently, she hadn't been there at all that day, and started freaking out, thinking someone was trying to steal from the house. She, my sister, and some of my sister's friends went up there to check out the place. Later that night, my mom called me back to tell me what happened. She said that no doors or windows had been broken, but the doggy door cover was ripped off and the house had some strange, nasty, cologne-like smell all throughout it. That while they were there, none of them felt safe, but they searched the house to see if anyone was there, and found no one. My sister apparently got tired of looking around, so she went into the pantry to find that all of the snacks and drinks were missing. Apparently, a huge fuss was made, and they thought someone had broken in just to steal food. Until my sister and her friends heard some strange sounds. Then, eventually, they heard a voice tell them to get out. This scared the shit out of them, and they went outside immediately. They were freaking out and yelling at my mother to get out too, claiming there was a ghost. But my mom didn't hear anything and thought they were being dramatic and started poking fun at them. She even began talking, cursing, and threatening this ghost all throughout the house to prove a point. I guess this was a bad idea, Something scared my mother so bad that she just kind of shut down and refused to explain. After we got off the phone, I told my wife about it and laughed a little. I honestly thought they were just hearing things. And then something happened today. I got off work early and went to the old house alone. I wanted to get some tools I had left in the garage, but I never made it. You see, I pulled in the driveway, got out of the car, and something felt weird. 
Once I got to a breezeway door, before I could even reach for the doorknob, I felt like how I used to feel in the middle of the night, numb and paralyzed. I also felt empty, like I had been hollowed out. Then, I felt a lot of pressure, like I was carrying a really heavy weight. I got scared, so scared that I started trembling. My first instinct was to get back into my car, so I ran to it and left. I pulled into a nearby gas station, but by this time I was a nervous wreck. It took me nearly an hour to calm down. Once I did, I went in and got me something to drink and some gas, and for some reason, I got the bright idea to go back. The second time I pulled into the driveway and parked my car, I grabbed my gun out of the glove box and went to go into the house once more. But it was the same thing all over again. But the feeling was so much worse. I couldn't see anything, but I could feel something was there. It felt giant and threatening. That presence was so overwhelming, overpowering, and just outright awful. Even with my gun in hand, I turned and ran back to the car. This time, I nearly wrecked on the way out of the driveway. I was headed home, but instead went to a friend's place. I didn't tell her anything about what was going on just that I needed her to come see something with me. I felt like she would understand better than me. You see, the reason I went to her was because she comes from a Haitian family whose roots run deep. She doesn't practice voodoo, but knows about it and has several family members who swear by it and live that lifestyle but she's also one of those energy and vibe type people. She knew something was wrong with me and was worried because I wouldn't explain, but she came with me anyway. As soon as I pulled into the driveway of that old house, she began to cry and freak out. I hadn't told her anything, and she loved my family so there was no reason for her to act that way. She started yelling at me to leave, so I did. As I was driving back to her place, she started yelling at me and punching me in the shoulder over and over. She was angry at me, but eventually she calmed down and we started to talk. She told me never bring her back to a place like that again. I asked her what she meant and she said, a place that has an evil spirit. I asked her a bunch of questions and apologized before dropping her off. I got home maybe three or four hours ago. I originally came online to research stuff, somehow ended up on this 
forum and thought I would share my story. Truth be told, I really hope this is just mine and my family's minds playing tricks on us. Maybe we're just grief-stricken. We might just all be a little crazy. But through all of this, the one thing I know is real is that terrifying sense of fear I felt today. It definitely has my nerve shook. Never again have I nor my family visited that house. I'm not sure if this is real or just coincidence and grief, but here is my story. I feel like I want to tell my situation with my family and our experiences. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe there is something to it, or maybe I'm just hopeful. I figured maybe I could get some insight. I will say I am not a new believer in the paranormal. I had several bad Ouija board experiences in my teens. That made that clear. I'm just not versed in specifics of the paranormal. Here's a little backstory. My great-grandmother was always said to be born with a veil over her. Something with amniotic sac. She lived with my grandparents in an old house that had tunnels. Not connected to things, but hidden areas and said to be part of the Underground Railroad. Most have collapsed over the years. It's been written about in a local historian's haunted house book. My great-grandmother used to see men carrying bodies to the basement. She would always talk about the little boy and girl causing trouble on her side of the house or them looking at her jewelry. One time, it was the boy asking for water. Frankly, many of my family acted as if she was crazy. Non-believer portion. I was of the believer side of our family, and she passed one year the day before Halloween. I fully expected her to appear on Halloween and be like, See, and you all called me crazy. Another incident at the house was with my grandfather, who was working outside in the heat and felt someone put their hand on his shoulder and tell him to go inside. No one was there. Another time, while home alone, he was not feeling well while down in the basement doing some work. My grandmother got home, and he was on the sofa and wasn't sure how he got there from the basement. Many, 20 years later, I took my grandmother to a medium a few times after her mom and my grandfather had passed. Every time, the medium would see a curly hair little girl by me, would ask if we knew her and say she is really interested in you and we'd all be stumped and move on. After three boys, I had my daughter. Unlike all my other kids, she had a head 
full of curls. We ran into the medium when she was about one, and she said, Oh, look, that's her. My daughter was born completely in her amniotic sac. The most amazing sight. Too bad we always forgot the camera. She had to be cut free from it. Her and my grandmother had this amazing bond. From the instant they saw each other until my grandmother's passing, there was always just this automatic comfort they found in one another. Not the way my daughter was with others at all. Till she was six, my daughter has had several moments that would make me stop and pause and wonder. Not just being born like my great-grandmother. When she was three, she told me how I was so tiny as a baby and how she used to rock me all the time. I tried to correct her that I rocked her and she insisted she rocked me and I was so tiny and cute. I was a preemie. All I could think was, is she like my great-grandma reborn? I know, I know, it sounds crazy. At one point, I got into genealogy and did ancestry DNA, unlike every grandparent, parent, and kid, to see who had what percent of each. My grandmother matched all my boys, just as you would expect for a great-grandmother. My daughter shared more DNA with her than her grandmother. They came up as closer than great-grandmother. I found it interesting because the bond they immediately had. A few years later, in April 2020, my grandmother sadly passed. For two years, till just the past six months, my daughter would always say, great-grandma is here. One time, she was playing alone in her playroom, and I could see her talking and having a blast by herself, and ask what she was playing. She told me great-grandma is playing dolls with me. My grandmother loved dolls. Growing up, she was poor and had one doll, so she collected them throughout her life. I said to my daughter, You are. That's great. You look like you were both having lots of fun. She said, We are. Take our picture. So I humored her and did. It was a live photo on my phone. And when I looked at it, there was a white shadow all around one side and around my daughter's head. She is laughing looking up at it. On the side, there is a white shadow shape of a closed hand. Maybe she was. Maybe I'm thinking too much and seeing things there that aren't out of grief and finding comfort there. The last thing my grandmother said to me when I was crying beside her was, I'll be seeing you soon. 
over and over and saying my daughter's name. She wasn't with me. It was in a matter-of-fact tone like she was just going to take a little trip. The next day, she could no longer speak and passed soon after. I have a few pics of what appear to be faces in my grandmother's basement. We took them when my son was remote learning with COVID and learning about the Underground Railroad. To this day, my daughter still sees her great-grandmother. I don't know if this is real or if I'm still grieving, but I'm happy that they still share this bond, even after she's long gone. And that, dear listeners, is the end of these true paranormal encounters. If you are sleeping, I hope Slumberland is treating you kindly. If you are awake and listening, I hope you have enjoyed this collection. Until next time, I'll read to you soon. Have yourself a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good night.